2: Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. It's myself, Niall and Andrea Cleary here. How are you, Andrea? I'm good, Niall. How are you? I'm good. It is our best of the month on this episode, episode 225. It's August, end of August. We're going to be talking about the music that we loved in the month of August and uh, kind of share our favourites from uh, the last of the summer listening really i guess uh, although yes. some people say summer ends on the 23rd of september i like to think that is not really accurate but also you can do that if you like it's fine it's summer
3: fine. is a state of mind autumn is, is a state of mind. shift but if it's... you
2: you prefer autumn i like autumn too but i'm also happy for either if it's if the weather's good in mm-hmm. september you can say it's summer it's fine not i really, agree not really. i agree but yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking a bit about um, some albums that we love and some songs that we love. And thank you all for listening to the uh, Aphex Twin episode. Uh, Some really good feedback on that. So I really appreciate that. Um, It was a very popular episode. Just looking at the... Life and work of of Richard D. James, aka Aphex Twins. So thanks for that. But in the meantime, our best of the month always comes at the end of the month. And in case anyone was wondering, maybe we'll talk about the Roshi Murphy stuff later on. But let's talk about some music first. So uh, Andrea, let's start with uh, your choice.
3: Okie dokie. Let's start with um, one of my weird little guys. He's back. Uh Stevens. So you are tired. It sounds like this.
0: I did what I was told But I was a man born invisible Was it something I said or some kind of joke? So you are tired as the sun
3: So it's the first time we've heard Sufjan in this sort of um, mode since 2015's Carrie and Lowell. Um, this song is the first track from his upcoming album Javelin, uh, which I'm very, very excited for. Uh, so You're Attired is a, a breakup song, I think, um, and is, you know, typically of him. Very, very beautiful, uses beautiful vocal arrangements and guitar finger picking and just like the most gorgeous insightful beautiful lyrics you can imagine and it just kind of reminded me of how much I've like missed him in this sort of mode you know and it's yeah perfect um perfect timing Sofiane
2: absolutely for the end of summer October 6th is when the album comes out. Uh, there is a global listening party happening as well, which mm. we just, uh, was just shared in our Discord there. If you want to join the music community there, it is patreon.com forward slash 9 uh, More about that later. Um, but also, yeah, September 19th, they're doing a listening party in uh, in Dublin. It's happening in Spindizzy, uh, Dizzy Records in town. So you can go to that and... And uh, Swoon and Be Sad with all of the other Sufjan fans. But yeah, I really like this song. This is really lovely. Uh, It's kind of classic Sufjan, really, isn't it? It's like that. And the lovely choral stuff that happens there. Yeah, Um, yeah, nice to hear kind of just... It's not often you're like, oh, yeah, I just want to hear Sufjan do that or an artist do that, but like, he's so good at that. He's so good at it
3: and he, he just never seems to run out of ideas. Even though like that song, it, it sounds like a lot of other Sophie and Stephen songs, but that that never seems to be like a problem with him. He just he, he finds new ways to kind of let you into this same world. And he's so good at like this sort of like scene building and atmosphere. And yeah, it's just it's so, so beautiful. I can't wait for the album. I think it's probably my the one I'm most looking forward to now um, coming into this late stage of the year.
2: Q4. Q4. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I'm going to recommend a very short album first um, from a Limerick rapper called Citrus Fresh. Last Friday, who released a a new album called Good Grief. If you're following Limerick rap, uh, Citrus Fresh is one of those uh, voices that you will hear a very distinct rapper who has released an album called operating system probably was at the end of 2021 i believe really interesting person who also like it's kind of he can do straight up rap but he also that operating system stuff was more of a kind of a live band thing but this one is back good grief is back to kind of uh really interesting really good um rap productions with 40 hertz Also production by Rory Sweeney and Godwin, God Knows Brother. And it features guests like Courtesy and Strange Boy, two people who are among the best Irish rappers, I think, at the moment. The album is on Bandcamp only for now. I'm going to play a bit of a song called Chinese Air Max.
0: The man on the fence, on the somewhere in between. Make amends with your friends that wish you dead behind the screen. Give some hair, get some hair, give some pain where it's needed. Finger in the point, my jaws being on the ceiling. I watch the river flow as it flows, it gets boring. The train tracks on my arms. Tell the real story. My pen had its way with my wits, no one boring. The brain made its way through the mist. It's alluring. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got the bone to pick with stones and sticks, we're rolling bricks and lonesome bricks. There's a troll under torment, Bridge, a lonesome kid, he's had off shit for a lifetime. It won't be long before we're stoning weeks, the are and kings, your revolution's boring shit. Been ignoring all these texts for weeks and chin checking cheeks, it's not a question of weakness. Keep my name out your mouth like a silica gel, I'm trying to stay above ground while I'm
2: So there's uh, Citrus Fresh, Good Grief is the name of the album. Uh, It's only 18 minutes long, so you really can't go wrong. But yeah, as you can hear there, um, it's kind of a a very dense world building kind of thing going on there. I really like uh, the beats with 40 hertz. And I think that's 40 hertz production. That's Chinese Air Max third song. On an A track uh, selection, so that's on Bandcamp. You can find that at citrusfresh.bandcamp.com. That came out last week. Citrus fresh.
3: Excellent. Um. Okay. My next choice is in the playlist, which I'm clicking into now. Ah, it's Olivia Rodrigo with, I think, one of my favorite pop songs. Maybe my favorite pop song of the year. Uh, bad idea, right? Hey.
0: I'm out. Yeah, she's
3: done it again. Bad Idea Right is the second single from her upcoming album, Guts, which comes out next Friday, the 8th of September. Uh, First song being Vampire. And I think I chose the song because I think it's just such like a dream of a song when it comes to writing modern pop music, because it's full of hooks. It has a section that can soundtrack a TikTok trend, which it has done already. And it's also really really good <laughs> and i think it's just like it's like it's fun it's catchy i love the the instrumental in it like i love the i i love the actual track itself i love how much she loves a, a kind of a a chunky bass line in in her music and i think it's very charming i think it retains the kind of like pop punk style of like some of the best track from her previous record um and yeah, I just really like it. I just think she's, she's really great. She can kind of do no wrong in my eyes. I love her.
2: Yeah, it's a great song. Um, Definitely mm. the best of the two so far, but also, uh, well, it's the upbeat boppy one, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it's great. It's just a great, really well written pop song. And uh, yeah, don't disagree. When is the album out? Eighth
3: uh, of September. So that's oh, like Friday, Next week yeah.
2: Great, great. I'm looking forward to it. Lovely. Okay, I'm going to pick a an album now from an artist which initially I was uh, retishing to listen to because there was a bit of a furore around um uh the album and I guess verse but it is no name and the album is called Sundial. It's the first album in 5 years from the Chicago rapper. Um she's a Shadow Walker, Moonstalker, Black Author, Librarian Contrarian that is one of the lyrics on this album. Initially, there was a, yeah, there was a lot of talk about Jay Electronica's guest verse on the song Balloons, which I think was somewhat overstated. Before we get to that, I just want to say that the No Name came out, what, like it was five years ago when that album dropped? Um, first album. Yeah. first album was 2016, I think. 2016, um, yeah, wow. I
3: loved that album. Yeah. I think I liked uh, that Room
2: album Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry, yeah. not Room 25. What uh, oh, telephone, telephone you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the mixtape. And then Room 25, which is when I got into her. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, I think this is great. I think she's shown herself to become a better rhymer, a more precise rapper, lyricist, uh, and more in-depth in terms of like switching with, with her cadences and, and the flows, and she's all the better for it. But also, I think what's interesting about it is, It's got, musically, it's a bit tougher. It's a bit, it's jazzy live band hip hop stuff. Reminds me a bit like Salt uh, in its tone, but a bit more insistence and presence than before. Let's take a little bit of a song called... Uh boom boom first.
1: And a Bible too. Tiki ticky boom boom. All I ever knew. Now he wanna be one of me. Honey, be inside my pot, smoking my crock pot, ready to fox, trot, beat, box, and kick rocks. Really, kick rocks. Really, I'm independent, but steadily flip, flop, side clop, a good cop, murdered a bipoch. I'm black, I've been black. Fuck what you thought, fuck what they taught, and fuck what they teach, baby. Come eat a Georgia peach, for free for real. Kaka boom boom, a tick. Kiss me poom poom, make a wish Make a wish, make a wish, make a wish yeah, Make a tick, make a tick, make a tick, yeah Clock a boom boom, clock a tick Kiss me poom poom, make a wish Make a wish, make a wish, make a wish, yeah Come make a tick, make a tick, make a tick, yeah I get that lovey love, baby forever love Baby found me in Africa, it's only the two of us on so nah nah that's his name He real pretty on a bicycle With a hair wrap Headed back to the crib And then give me hair back Uchiwali when the sun come out He made my pussy shine He found fun ride. That is
2: Boom Boom featuring Aoni on the hook there from No Name uh, Just an album track I really liked also Yeah, I think uh, she's doing really interesting things here There's a lot of producers involved Slime Wave uh, Saba Emil RK ben you are all involved but it has a very cohesive sound It's that jazzy live hip-hop stuff but I think Interestingly, like lyrically, um, she drops like lyrics like we is Wakanda, we Queen, Rwanda, first black president, and he's the one who bombed us, uh, talking about Obama. And um, there's a lot of, I think it's like, she's kind of unfiltered in a way that isn't like uh, problematic in lots of ways. That's why the only thing is about the J. Electronica uh, verse that he has. I think the problem with the Jay Electronica verse is not actually about the lyrics, because if you look at the lyrics, what he says is um, basically the, the headline was that Jay Electronica uh, was was verse was problematic. Other than like Jay Electronica's verses are usually contain this like religious rhetoric from his uh, beliefs, which is is music. So, if you're okay with any of J Electronica's music, you kind of have to be okay with this, because all he says here, I think a lot of it was interpreted as if he was saying the war in Ukraine was was a uh, was a hoax. But he's that's not actually what he's saying. I don't think. I don't believe anyway. He talks about uh, in that song Balloons. He says, "And some fuckboy '85er comes running up and press me. It's all it's all a hoax. Quite simply, a joke. Like Zelensky, obviously." He's talking about somebody coming up and like giving him hassle, essentially, and then saying that, you know, this stuff didn't happen. Uh, but then he's saying it's a, like it's a joke like Zelensky as if, you know, I mean, Zelensky started as a comedian. I think that's what the reference is, as opposed to saying that the war is a joke or 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 not real or something or Ukraine isn't real, which is what I saw on the Internet. And that's what she responded to. Now, she did refuse at the time to you know uh, engage with it she said that's what he wants to say that's what he wants to say on my album and then that's her choice and that's fine but like i think there's lots of great stuff here and it's a shame to uh, let that overcloud the rest of it there's common is on it uh, billy woods voices of creation she is an artist who isn't afraid to throw bombs at other people and herself uh, on that song and she's talking about oh namesake i'll play that in a sec and she She throws bombs at Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kendrick, Beyonce for playing the Super Bowl, referencing NFL's ties to the US military. But she's also not afraid to throw grenades in the mirror at herself in terms of the... But she talks about all of the aforementioned artists. She's like, go Rihanna, go, watch the fighter jet fly high, war machine gets glamorized, we play the game to pass the time. You know, talking about being involved in this big pop culture moment which also has a backdrop of um, the military uh, complex as well and you're benefiting from that and then she had herself famously declared she wouldn't want to perform in front of a majorly white audience and then in the same song said go no name go coachella stage got sanitized i said i wouldn't perform for for them and somehow i still fell in line so uh, here's a bit of that song namesake
1: me, the whole world is culpable. Why I complacency float the boat the most I don't really get it, y'all ain't really with it. All they eat the rich, tax the rich, y'all ain't really doubt that shit. Bitch, if you want some money, you can say that you deserve to pay back. These niggas took everything. Let's go get that and take it to the hood though. Share it with community. We soldiers and plain clothes. Everybody got their role, don't be a op. Everybody got their role, I'ma play mine like scooby doo in a haunted house. I see the ghosts that they talking about. I see the signs. Reading between the line at the crime scene. I ain't fucking with the NFL or Jay-Z propaganda for the military. Complex the same gun that shot Little Terry out west. The same gun that shot Samir in the West Bank. We all think the Super Bowl is the best thing. Go Rihanna, go. Watch the fighter jet fly high. War Machine gets glamorized. We play the game to pass the time. Go Beyonce, go. Watch the fighter jet fly high. War Machine gets glamorized. We play the game too fast the die. Go Kendrick, go. Watch the fighter jet fly high. War Machine gets glamorized. We Play the game, you passed the thing, go, no name, go, Coachella stage got sanitized.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, a really mm. interesting album. She's a really interesting artist. She's trying to, uh, you know, put herself in the spotlight as well in terms of the decisions that she makes, whether it's just a song about beauty standards or whether it's about uh, dealing with a white audience, being a black rapper. Uh, track uh, a verse on that as well. Analyze the gumption, monopolize the landscape. She's just another artist selling trauma to her fan base. There's a lot of talk about that kind of thing, selling black art in as a cultural commodity and as a kind of a trauma as a uh, a commodity as well so I think it's really interesting I think she's a really interesting person and a really interesting rapper and it's a shame in a way that it was kind of overshadowed at first but but yeah I think it's I think there's really some really interesting stuff and really interesting album from no name called sundial so what you got for me
3: I have oh, I've got a, a very very pleasant song uh, from an artist called diners called someday I'll go surfing
0: if I fall asleep.
3: I always take a moment to dream
0: I've never caught a wave I'd like to have my day It could stay a fantasy Or I could finally put it all in play hey, hey. Kind affirmations and carrots still dangling New inspirations appear and it's time for me to believe Someday I'll go surfing Someday I'll go surfing I'd have to find a board And I'd have to find a shore And I'd have many locals man, Who'd rather doubt stay alone Find affirmations and carrots of dangle in
3: Maybe I'm not quite ready to let summer go <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll go surfing.
2: Where are diners from?
3: Diners, I don't know actually where they are from. I think they're American. I should have checked that, sorry. Um, it is a stage name of an uh, artist called Blue Broder- Broderick. Uh, From where? LA. LA, there we go. Um, Blue Broderick, who I believe uses they, them pronouns, uh, released an album this month called Domino. And Someday I'll Go Surfing is my favorite track from that record. It's a really nice record. I've only listened through once, so I haven't included it here as an album. Um, But if you like the sound of this, you will like the album. I think it's a really kind of bubbly, hopeful sort of track about like, Taking risks and going surfing—very, very charming. Um, I really like
2: it. I can relate. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever very gone nice. surfing? Uh, no, just, just, just messing. Um, Someday. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll ever go surfing. It's not, <laughs> it's not for me. Don't think. Me neither. Um, yeah. Probably I know. Not. I. Won't I mean, go I'd love to be that that person. That like, yeah, I'll definitely go surfing. But I, I've I, yeah, to do it. No, I definitely will. Right. Uh, my next choice is a kind of reinterpretation interpretation of the band Turnstile by Bad Bad Not Good they have had an EP out a very short EP three tracks um, just kind of taking versions from uh, Turnstile's album uh, which was called Glow On from 2021 and it just came out of nowhere and I thought it was really interesting and really cool and lovely and I love the sound of Bad Bad Not Good and what Mm. they do and I think they did a great version of this song which is called Alien Love Call is uh, Turnstile and Bad Bad Not Good Alien Love called it's a really short EP uh, and one of those tracks that I went back to a lot this month so uh, yeah do check that out um, as ever all of our songs that we feature here on this podcast are available in a Spotify playlist called uh, <laughs> Songs from the Night or Nine Podcast very easy to find very appropriate. you can called. find that very easily so yeah dig that out but yeah okay what do you got next
3: I've got a song from the 13th Wilco album, and it's called Evicted. we had kind of Sufjan by numbers earlier I think it's fair to say we have a kind of a Wilco by numbers here and also not at all a bad thing um so September 29th is the date for the 13th Wilco album called Cousin produced by Kate Lebon, who I know you're a fan of now um and I believe that's her playing the electric guitar on that tune as well um yeah really nice really nice tune really nice kind of um way to get back into the sound of this band and i'm very interested to hear what what they sound like working with kate laban and also just what they sound like now in i was about to say 2016 2023 jeff tweedy said of this song i guess i was trying to write from the point of view of someone struggling to make an argument for themselves in the face of overwhelming evidence that they deserve to be locked out of someone's heart Self-inflicted wounds still hurt, and in my experience, they're almost impossible to fully recover from. So, also like the Sofyan song, uh, maybe a breakup song too.
2: So. Right. Um, they are playing here next Friday, eighth oh. of eight of 8 of September in the uh, Three Olympias. All out, of course. You can
3: listen to the Olivia Rodrigo album <laughs> on your way to see the. World you could Club do show.
2: that. <laughs> you could do that indeed. Uh, yeah. No. Wilco's a band I've never really got into too much. Uh, I, me, that maybe like fifteen me. years ago, like I listened to them, band. and then maybe it was a bit too. I wasn't really in the at their vibe then, and I probably be more into it now. Sure. But I just haven't really, to be honest. Like it is hard to find the time to to listen to albums at this point. Never mind like old albums. Uh, someday, someday it'll happen for me. Okay, very much.
3: Someday you yeah, go sir.
2: Very different vibe now. Next, but it's an Irish artist. I think that all of my the rest of my song. No, to, the next two songs are Irish artists. Uh, This is from a dairy producer called Carton, who I think I DJed after at Other Voices last year, and it was the sweatiest room I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, (laughs) uh, that was my first time seeing him, and uh, this song came out last week. And I love the artist Lone. It has a bit of that kind of fizzy synth kind of work in it. And also it's a big fizzy tune for for dance floors. Uh, And I have been playing this a lot in the car and very loud in the house. Here we go. It's called Smasha and it's from Cartoon. A lot of my August had to do with uh, being at festivals and DJing. um, So there was a lot of that kind of listening this month. So um, that was one of the songs I heard last week. Um, We may talk a little bit about another love story as well in a bit. Um, I had a great time with that. Uh, So, yeah, your turn. What's next?
0: Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
3: My next choice is the best album ever made from the best band who have ever existed. It's the death of Randy Fitzsimmons by the hives. Here's Trapdoor Solution.
2: Have seen this coming <laughs> if you've listened to our previous no. podcast you may have heard andrea <laughs> expound upon her love for uh this band and uh yeah it as it follows the album is being featured this month of course
3: the album finally came out the death of randy fitzsimmons may he rest in peace um do you know the lore around randy fitzsimmons did i tell you about him before
2: uh i vaguely go on tell me it's like he's like their manager is it so
3: Yeah, so Randy Fitzsimmons is um, a guy who put the Hives together to form the greatest band in the world. And he was their songwriter and manager and uh, sixth member of the band, the brains of the operation. And then he died and the Hives didn't make any more music. But they decided to, um, (laughs) what's the word? Like, like, dig up, like exhume his corpse <laughs> right, and yeah. so they, they dug up his grave and when they opened the coffin all that was here was this album. So they had to record it and put it out. So still a big question mark of, around the death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Is he Great. dead? Yeah, we probably. Know.
2: He's like Elvis. But
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's, he's probably wandering somewhere in the netherworld putting together more bands. So that's the story around the death of Randy Fitzsimmons. I've just had like so much fun this year with the return of the hives like i've really really just enjoyed their return whoever's running their tiktok account is doing a fantastic job it's clearly some like Gen Zer who's like on tour with them and like just putting together these like little tiktok bits and like i've watched like so many of their live shows that they've done like on tiktok or there's a few of them that have been like uploaded uh onto youtube and they are, like, I know I'm being, like, hyperbolic by saying, like, they're the best band in the world, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, like, they, they're they probably the best live band in the world. Um, But I think they've been kind of called that for a really, really long time. Like, they are certainly the most fun live band in the world. I can't wait to see them in March Um, in the Olympia. I just like that they haven't grown up. Um, Like, they were asked, I think, by Rolling Stone magazine, like, about like their songs all sounding the same or the fact that they've never grown up and um Pele responded sharks have been the same for billions of years and they still (laughs) rule you have no need for development if you're a shark you don't evolve since nothing kills you (laughs) just like I just love that like (laughs) that pure like petulance that like belongs in rock and roll it's like very very like important to rock and roll and they've talked about the idea that like to be a rock star which like he fully like there's there's moments in his in in some of his shows where he'll just go everybody point at the rock star and then everyone (laughs) has to point at him and it's just great (laughs) but like to be a rock star you have to be a teenager forever and I like that I really like that and I I don't know what it is about this band that's just kind of like I, I do really feel like they've come back to save rock music um and remind us that it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And while I love the Arctic monkeys, and while I love Blur, and I while I love like a lot of, you know, rock bands who have like mellowed somewhat and have become, you know, the grown up versions of their past selves, I do think it's very important for some bands, especially bands like The Hives, to just stay teenagers forever and stay, stay cool and petulant and super cheesy and yeah, and I love, love, love this record. Um, it right. got like mostly good reviews. I think it got like a 6.9 on Pitchfork. And I was like, no, you don't get it. But it's it's a really, really, really fun record. I it's not supposed to change
2: the rock. world. It's just supposed to change rock and roll as we know it. That's all. Just That's all. rock and roll as we no know it. No big deal. Just,
3: and not even just change it. Just remind us of what it's about. And what it's about is just being stupid and <laughs> jumping about. <laughs> and having a fun time and not taking things too seriously <laughs> so who, who um, could complain nobody nobody should be complaining once you're listening to the hives so yeah the other track i chose from it um because i didn't want to choose bogus operandi again um but that is, that i mean I'll, I'll be talking about that at the end of the year don't worry um but the way the story goes um is another great track.
2: story goes and uh, uh, a great band <laughs>
3: a great band so great album so much fun and i mean i know i'm going on about how much fun they are but like the like the playing on the album is great like the drums across the album are just like insane insanely good like they're doing so much more than they need to and i think that that's been a staple of this band since the beginning like this, this album has no right being like as good as it is and also being as fun as it is. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's really great playing, great vocals, great lyrics that are mostly funny, but like often very wry and very of the moment, like a lot of kind of like anti-capitalist stuff in there as well, but that it's also like funny. Yeah, just great album, Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Listen to it, please, for the love of God. Great.
2: <laughs> All right. My final regular choice is a track from two Dublin artists called Walshy and Courtesy. And this is from an album that actually came out today. It is called mm, mm, Good in the Cellar.
4: The Once I get the head on milk, I can never wetter. Pushing past heavy clouds, fuckers with this weather. Boys are always rain'. When will it be better? I'll tell you what the pain brings. That shit made me clever. Different day saying ping, rolling up the railroad. Hopeful that I'll get a grip. Knowing when a collapse slip at any given second. Took some measure so I better win. So good. i a veteran. Yeah, tell me who you're bad this is I'm trying to get this header Me in. Meanwhile, she's delicate. The huh? wheels, it. right. <laughs> <laughs> bow, 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 it was fine huh? till I I feel the breeze on a summer's eve. I see the leaves all torn and green. I'm in another live and I took the lead, running at a hundred speed. Only a month ago, I was crushed, man. I couldn't breathe. Peace tea sipping, wish I'd never seen the bread I live. May you rest in peace. I was destined to speak on beasts on the heat on fleas. I so could make a room freeze. I'm the coldest. Weird soul, they were quick as every single show that I'm goaded I start throw Hello Can you go How long can I rap Whole life No cap No worries No eyes, No time I have to rap Don't try it If you do That's a rap If you move Like a rap From the sewer Get back to It's no room For your trap It's no rules In the trap I was moving The packs Less lesson over smoking It was too That is curtsy
2: one. there uh Rapping Over a Walshy uh, Production That is from an album That came out Today Called A uh, Few beers, <laughs> just few beers. Uh, courtesy is one of those guys that you kind of have to pay attention to when he's uh a p- pops up on a track because he's got that kind of laid back style that works ar- ar- along a load of different kind of productions. And he's really, really good and seems to be um, just working on his on his craft all the time and he seems to suit a lot of things. He's collaborated with a lot of people, whether it be uh, the likes of Type Eater, Rory Sweeney, Kojak and Ahmed with Love, Killian and even what was it last week? Dump as well, Ryan Dwyer uh, uh, on that track as well. So he's got loads of tracks and he's he's constantly popping up. I think he has a full length himself soon. And she then is a Dublin artist who is part of Sleepover Club. Uh, the debut album is kind of, he describes a tripped out tapestry. It is called Few Beers. I It's got a kind of a bit of beat production kind of stuff, bedroom, indie pop, uh, synths and kind of fun, maybe dream pop electronic kind of stuff, but very nice and very easy. Lots of, yeah, lots of nice hooks and uh, song bits. And I think it's uh, it's really, really lovely. Nice thing to listen to. Walchie is the name of that. He was in a, a formerly of a duo called uh, Caleb and Walshie so yeah and there's loads of other people on that album like Low Kick, Dom Taylor, Page of the Slot, Super Ego and Caleb as well um, they're all Irish and Dublin rappers as well so it's a good kind of anything that Courtesy is involved in and Walshie is involved with, there's a lot of people around in that scene who are doing things so it's interesting to to see what they're doing and uh, yeah I love this so that is uh, Walshie and Courtesy.
3: Golden Oldies time yeah. Um, It
2: is golden oldies time. Golden oldies time. We need a better Um, name than golden oldies.
3: (laughs) I like golden oldies, Niall. (laughs) You do, you do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: So I went to see the Walkman this month. um, You did, you went to a gig. I went to a gig, finally. I was supposed to go to two, but I ended up not going to Boy Genius because I wasn't feeling well. But I did go to the Walkman. Um, They were amazing. First time seeing the Walkman. Second time seeing Hamilton Lighthouser. Last time he played... God, was it like 2017, something like that in the workman's for his album with Rostam. I had a dream that you were mine um, and it was amazing and it was great to see them in Baker Street, his voice, man, like he's just like he's just so good and he's doing it every night. Like I, I, I don't know how he manages to, to sing like that every night. But anyway, I'm tying it in with my with my golden oldie this month, which is Angela Surf City uh, from Lisbon by the Walkman, just because I think it was like, it was the song on the night that I was most like, just like, God, God, they're good. Ew. that I bought at the <laughs> show. Um, yeah, so great, so, yeah, great, what was great, the vibe? Great what was the vibe with the whole show? Uh, it was lovely. It was like, it was mostly men in their like late 30s, early 40s. And there was a particular group of men who were standing near me, me and Harry and Craig, who went together, um, who... We're just like living the good old days together. And I was kind of watching them as much as I was watching the band. And I, if, if you were one of those guys, I saw you and I loved you. If you were standing like middle, slightly to the left, um, back a little bit, you were awesome. Uh, but the vibe was great. Everyone was really, really excited. Like they hadn't played here here in over a decade. The band came out, they played the first couple of songs. They played The Rat as their third song, which I thought was like a really cool choice. um, Because otherwise we'd all just be waiting like, when are they going to play The Rat? Yeah, Hamilton Lighthouser was saying like, oh, when we decided to get back together and go on the road again, um, we didn't know if anyone would remember us or like would be bothered coming to see us. And we were like, we love you. <laughs> so they seemed like genuinely surprised that there was like a lot of, um, yeah, a, yeah, a lot of fans sure. coming out to see them, um, which is really sweet. I uh, like, I think genuinely like i mean the last time he played here in his own he played in the workman's and he was he said it at the show he was like oh i thought we were going to be playing down in the workman's he said like down by the river you know <laughs> and he was like what's that place called we're like, the workman's um and there was yeah it was a really fu- funny moment where he was like yeah we were in leeds yesterday do you guys know leeds and we were like yeah and he was like it's a really nice place like and he was like naming all these n- nice things that he did and we were all just like what's he on about and he was like like Leeds, you know, the, you know, the town I'm talking about, like, I just didn't think it'd be that nice. <laughs> it was just really funny. <laughs> like, But and, yeah, I, I, I think when, whenever stuff like that happens, the crowd is a little bit afraid that he's going to think that we're also in yeah, the UK. Yeah.
2: Did you not notice so I, across a large body of water? Yeah. There.
3: So there was, there was a bit of like a, but I think what he was actually doing was like, oh, I was in this like English city that is known for being a bit shit or something. And it was actually surprisingly nice or something. I don't know, but it was, it was sweet. Anyway, it was cute. And yeah, the vibe was great. Band seemed to be having a great time, like Lighthouse Lighthouser, just giving it his all, just l- lengthening notes that are already like so impressive when he sings them on the album that when he's singing them live, you're like, oh, he's he's outperforming himself on the album. Like he's only gotten better with age. Um, yeah, it was a great show. It was really, really good. I loved it.
2: Great great um that is your golden oldie choice the Walkman. It's my golden sure oldie I know. I know there was a lot of people who listened to this podcast i'm sure who were at the recent um walkman shows yeah. uh i was not uh my choice is not really a golden oldie it's actually quite new i'm sorry but um i just thought because i as i said been doing a lot of djing it's the end of the summer uh a song that i missed when it first came out in february which i heard recently and i was like well i went when i was at atn <laughs> Together now i saw a bit of this guy and i was like that's a nice song didn't know that before heard heard it again last week and i was like hmm, that's a really good song the artist is barry can't swim he's quite popular at the moment so little old me is quite behind in terms of his popularity Uh song is called sun sleeper and it's a lovely end of summer vibe i'm gonna play a bit of it now sun sleeper from barry can't swim uh yeah tune i really like and uh, it's very popular uh it's actually out on ninja tune in october on the album when will we land uh and barry can't swim's real name is not barry it is his real name is joshua manny so there you go as he is from edinburgh uh, and london based barry can't swim he plays here a lot he's playing here in november actually as well so i think it's a button factory so yeah another show for that um okay that's all of our our new music tracks but we also every month usually talk about the films and books and TV and shows and live shows and stuff we've done and seen and and consumed so uh what's consuming you this month
3: Yeah I've I've only been to the one gig I'm afraid uh the Walkman but why don't you tell me about Boy Genius
2: Yeah Yeah I went to Boy Genius on a Monday night uh, in Colmenum um Boy Genius and Muna, uh, I really enjoyed the gig. It was one of the most respectful vibes I've ever been at in terms of gigs. Nice. Obviously, Boy Genius, uh, Lucy Dacus, uh, Julian Baker, and Phoebe Bridgers. Um, a really good album from earlier this year. Um, big, big production in Uh Always supported lately by Muna, who are maybe stole the show a little bit <laughs> mm. only because Muna are a really big cool fun live pop band who write who release bangers like silk chiffon and and uh they were just a lot of fun i just there very few bands like that who reached that level there so I, I really enjoyed that they were support band but i have to say the sound for this gig was absolutely impeccable and oh, uh great like i haven't heard sound this good it was perhaps too good because people from fairview could apparently hear it on glass nevin uh, so that's that's a worry <laughs> i know it yeah. was it was just like oh I, this is really lovely uh, monday night um so really different kind of uh experience I, I live nearby to the venue and uh so we were able to pop down and uh yeah i really enjoyed it i, I would say that the boy genius um set list for me um uh, I did struggle in the middle because a lot of the songs are quite slow. Mm. They they played a couple, they all took a solo song each as well. So it just kind of, it was very downbeat in the middle, but it was also definitely, I have to say, I was so impressed by the the respectfulness, the quiet. It was like, wow, it's just like being at Whelan's, but it's outdoors yeah. in Kilmainham. And also That's it's lovely. been, yeah, it's been marked on um, since, but in the Discord as well, especially um people saying that, you know, the younger generation of people, what was interesting as well about going to this was seeing the people that really liked Boy Genius and the young like people who were like, yeah, I'm mad into this. And like, So uh, did just,
3: the under-18s get in? Or I think plus?
2: there was definitely Sorry. some. Uh, yeah, the gig was 18s plus um, yeah, which I think officially. was
3: a huge mistake.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was really full in the end, I think. Uh, mostly full, uh, really good band, uh, um, really good production. They did a cute thing where they... Before me and my dog asked for everybody in the audience to hold up pictures of their dogs and they just saw were, like, this, commenting I saw on that, it. So I thought that the
3: camera went by someone who held up a picture of their cat and people yeah, the cat.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> if we were closer, I would have done it. But That's uh so yeah. yeah. Funny. Absolutely, absolutely. Aww. Uh very funny. Um but really, really nice vibe. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it can sustain for me. Um, I don't love Boy Genius, I like Boy Genius and I like the album a lot, mm. but I don't like them so much that I will devour 100 minutes of them without my mind wandering a little bit, sure. <laughs> Um, certainly in a big outdoor uh space, even though the sound was great and all that stuff, but yeah, younger fans, people up the front, Uh, there was a lot of... They stopped the show twice to attend to uh, fans in the audience, which is something mm. they apparently have been doing and been very aware of it. And I think uh, I saw even they played with Billie Eilish last night in London and uh, she was doing the same thing as well. So just good to see a lot of people looking out for their fans, which, you know, is becoming increasingly more common than it used to be uh, people stopping mm-hmm. shows and making sure everyone's okay uh in the middle of songs and just like making sure it doesn't matter where they're at um so that was really good uh yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed the vibe of it my other major live experience in that we haven't we obviously did an entire podcast about all now another love story my favorite little small festival happened again um two weeks ago now and um, it was one of those festivals that didn't manage to escape the weather gods or the weather ire. Uh, it was the Friday was very rainy and I didn't actually go on the Friday because I was just like after two weeks after doing uh, another love star, I was like, I can't do it all again can't do another in the same fashion. Yeah. And uh, Luma was down uh, on the Saturday afternoon. It was like, well, I will just go down fresh and we'll play and it'll be nice. And uh, it was lovely. It was lovely. But it is one of my favorite festivals. It's just so nice. Um, everything about it. Everyone is so lovely. The music is all so well curated. Great DJs as well. Like it's just so lovely. I saw Kino Crivon playing uh, on Saturday night. I didn't. What else did I see? Um, RSAG, hadn't seen him in a long time. The likes of uh, Sophia Cortez. Uh, it was a lot of DJ vibe for sure there which I, I really liked there was some great stuff during the day Sunday is always a lovely vibe at ALS because it's quiet it's family friendly it finishes at half six so the kind of uh, ultimate the ending set was Martin Hayes who did a, a a lovely gorgeous sunny set as well I saw the um that was a lovely way to finish things I saw some live music from uh, traw Trofadine, uh, who are really good. The uh, kind of improv, I think they're Cork and Kerry band, maybe. New Jackson live, uh, Music for Eighteen Machines, Simon Cullen as uh, project, which has been announced for Culture Night in National Concert Hall, and um, that's on again. sar so pal, God knows down there, I gave him a couple of uh, <laughs> or nine t-shirts. He mentioned recently, he was like, "Oh man, those t-shirts are the best." And so I, I hooked him up again. Somebody because somebody took took it from him before, I think. So Aww. yeah, I saw the band Moondiver, uh DJ Wise. There was Charlie Bones, who's on NTS. Keena Quivon did a brilliant set. There was loads I missed, but there was loads I saw as well. So Lumo had a fun afternoon in one of the tents as well. So it was just great. It was really, really lovely. I think it's just one of my favorite things to see. And it was nice as well. So it was it kind of really feels like I'm playing Electric Picnic this weekend and I'm playing Castle Bacardi and that'll be fun, but I'm not staying down. So it was my last kind of big hurrah in terms of staying down. And also personally for me, I mean, it might be my last uh, festival for a while because myself and my partner are expecting and she came down for another love story on the Sunday and uh, it was just really nice. Yeah. So uh, she's due in November. So we were had it was nice to be able to bring her to a nice festival and she'd never been to another love story before. Um, so it's just really nice to be able to uh, have her there as well. And the good thing about everything finishing in a half, six on a Sunday is because um, essentially you're not missing anything. Because a lot of families, a lot of kids around and that's lovely. And when if things finish at a certain time, it's not like, oh, well, I have to go. We're missing out and stuff like that. So, mm. so yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. A uh, really lovely, lovely, lovely festival. Always such attention to detail. They did an amazing job in terms of in terms of putting down straw across the site across the weekend after Friday. Like there was the Friday night around the country, there was trees falling all over roads and stuff, and there were people camped out. And they did a wedding that day, like right nearby
3: to my house. And we um obviously the wedding was moved inside, but when we were getting the taxi home at like half one in the morning, it was like fucking trees and like the car was blowing it was it was crazy yeah and I was I was yeah. thinking of you all down at the festival well that was, I was like, it I
2: oh woke up God. at eight I, the Friday morning I woke up at 8 a.m and looked outside and it was raining sideways and it didn't stop and I was just like I just can't do it again and then yeah but I was like I was so impressed when I got there like they really did the management the organization was really good they had huge straw bales for the entire site um all ready to go and still some left on the Sunday as well so it was like mm. they they had more than enough and they addressed it and they actually shut down the main arena for an extra hour. So we, we did lose a bit of time, but like it doesn't really matter because like yeah. ultimately it's better to make sure that ev- the site is safe and secure than um, just allow people to run all over it. So I thought it was really great. That's another love story. I say it every year. It's my favorite festival. It's got the best vibe. It's, you know, one of the lovely things about it is because not comparing it to a big big festival but it is one of the nice things about it mm. at big festivals you end up traipsing around places to go between stages and stuff like that another love stories um site is quite small there's like a big field which houses three or four like tents to uh play music at any one time there's a, a little forest to the side and then through another forest there's a, a nice area wooded area and then a kind of where installations are and, and talks and stuff and Siobhan from Young uh, Hearts Run Free puts on stuff there and it's just got that lovely small vibe so you actually spend more time talking to people you like than yeah. running around going oh, I have to go see this band oh yeah. yeah no let's go and then oh no like everything is very close and it's just such a pleasure even the campsites as well like the campsite um really really lovely uh and even security all very good, everything uh, operating in a way that you want to be treated and uh, yeah, my favourite little festival. That's another love story. Yeah.
3: Great. I don't think I have anything to report um, other than music this month. Um, I started um, Eliza Clark's Penance uh, which is a really big book this year um I'll be reviewing it soon it's quite long um yeah I'm enjoying it so far I'll I'll have an update on that maybe the end of next month also started mort terry pratchett book uh, fourth discworld book the first of the de- I I still don't quite understand the how the discworld stuff works but Alan from Juvenalia told me to start with Mort and I have been uh, on audiobook and Claire, uh, Fleabag's sister from Fleabag, reads it and is very, very good. And P- Peter Serafianowicz is the voice of death in it, which is really good as well. So I'm enjoying that. Other than that, we've been watching Married at First Sight Season 5 from <laughs> like, like 2018. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, just, I don't know. I, we just... I I googled when is the next season of Married at Sight and it was like spring 2024 and I was like no 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 okay we're we're gonna have to go back and find another season because I can't do this. (laughs) Really enjoying it. If anyone's watched it you know I just I'm just gonna say I'm team Troy to the end. Uh, But yeah we're nearly finished that and we'll be coming into like good TV season soon uh, which is nice. Oh also started watching what are they called Uh, so Trixie Mattel and Katia to drag queens who were on RuPaul's Drag Race. They have a a YouTube series where they watch Netflix releases. It's like in partnership with Netflix. That's all on YouTube. And I they're really, really fun. And I've been watching them and kind of like slowly dipping my dipping my toe into because I've I've never really watched Drag Race. Dip, dipping my toe into watching some of the um of the Queens online and I'm starting to find other ones around who i like as well but mm. i i really recommend uh trixie and katya's uh youtube series they're they're like very fun filthy like don't watch it with your kids uh <laughs> filthy content uh great stuff though. really good really good
2: great lovely i have been i read uh the happy couple by nisha dolan really enjoyed oh that. yes
3: um, you got along well with that did you
2: I did, yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, just found it. My was it was really easy read, and I wasn't sure where I was going, and it uh, surprised me a couple of times. So I was uh, impressed with that. I think it was a better book than the first one, uh, Mm. which I kind of struggled with a little bit. But I wanted to like, so I thought this was nice. This was a nice way. Uh, I thought it was really well written. Um, that was Happy Couple. Nisha Dolan. Haven't been watching much other than the Return of Football. But I'd say the one film that has stuck with me, which I've ha- I've been mean. The Return to see. of
3: Men's Football. No, uh,
2: football's well, been. Going I- I've on actually all been summer. watching both. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been watching both. Is the Square, the uh, Reuben Ostlund film from 2017? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen Triangle of Sadness. Uh, last year but or earlier this year whatever it was but i hadn't seen the square and i had it on my like a long list for a long time and i finally got around to watching it and whoa do people hate this film or love this film depending on on your view i am the view of uh i loved it i thought it was great it sticks with you more than uh films that have that actually say uh more but i do think it's the vibe of it it's the it's like a series of short films almost about Mm -hmm. this uh, Stockholm uh, curator of a museum and a controversial new exhibit and the backstory of, of somebody robbing his wallet and uh, all that, the true line of all of that. I think it has a lot to say about uh, empathy and uh, um, class and uh, how we move through the world. I just found it really interesting. I thought it was, it was quite nuanced in its own way and uh, Mm. yeah. And it's, klaus bang who is the uh the dad in uh the bad dad in bad sisters um so yes. i hadn't seen him in anything else actually so uh, i really enjoyed that yeah i, I really to watch great. that for a while I'm, I'm gonna bump mm. it up on my yeah i, to to I just found it was like i can understand why people are like mad at it because mm. it's one of those films that if you're if you're like well nothing happens you know what oh, i mean <laughs> like but loads happens you know i like films where nothing happens. really <laughs> loads happens. yeah um uh, I was really into that.
3: Yeah. Speaking of um, films, actually, so there's like a few like TikTok accounts that will just like upload scenes from films, right? I saw you talking about this. I don't know. Yeah, so one of them just like caught me on the right day and they showed the opening scene from Midsummer, and I watched it. Um, I'd seen Midsummer before, but I, I really liked the opening scenes of Midsummer, So I watched it. And because the algorithm is what it is, every time that account uploaded a new video, it would give it to me in my For You page. So I ended up like me and about 8,000 other people every day watching like three scenes from Midsummer. And then waiting for the next day for it to upload, for it to update again, and see the next three scenes. So That's over the space a weird of maybe way like to experience it. It, it was genuinely <laughs> so weird. And over the space of like two and a half weeks, I'd just watch it in these like little clips every day, and go into the comments, see the same people in the comments, but loads of people just being like, "Who is the girl?" <laughs> or like, "What happens?" I haven't seen the film, and just people who like oh, wow, haven't okay. like not only seen this film but like a film in their lives yeah and when it got to the end it was like all the comments were like it's been so great guys it's been such an emotional journey thanks so much for like everybody watching this together and it was just such it was genuinely so weird but a really enjoyable experience <laughs> so I'll, right. I'll, I'll shout that out as something fun i did this month was uh yeah watch midsummer drip fed to me via tiktok with eight thousand other people Um, yeah and And it also that's such a weird way to watch film so weird so so weird and because of the tiktok guidelines it would blur any of the really like um like gruesome stuff in that film which i kind of appreciated i was like oh yeah i can watch the scene now without like turning my head away because i'm not i'm not so good with the with the scene with the people on on the cliff and stuff um i don't know if i've ever actually watched that scene like without like turning my head so it was nice to just like see it with the gory bits like blurred out or whatever but yeah shout out to all my all my pals in the in the comments of those videos <laughs>
2: nice very good very good
3: yeah um the- you want to talk about the thing
2: sure why not why not <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah uh yeah <laughs> Rosie murphy's team podcast <laughs> yeah. murphy um as you are probably aware Rosie murphy last week a screenshot of a facebook comment that Rosie murphy uh shared on her private account uh on facebook responding to something about uh graeme which is already bad enough um had a lot of people concerned about what she was saying. Now I'm not going to g- recount the whole thing here because you can go and read uh, my article about it and my thoughts. And I would, it I
3: would recommend people read Niall's article about it. I think it's, I think it's really, really good uh,
2: piece and very Thanks. balanced. Uh, and too long well. didn't read is basically that I think a lot of people are very disappointed with her response to being, mm-hmm. to that being shared publicly. Uh, she doesn't address anything about her talk process about or her feelings or her opinions about what she holds about um, trans kids. as she talks puberty about blockers and puberty blockers? Look, look, my, I my thing is I think we I've learned a lot in the last couple of years about you know um, shouting on the internet or reacting to things on the internet, and I think mm-hmm. there's ways of doing it and there's ways of not doing it. I try and do it now if I respond to something about like this in a respectful manner and um but also being truthful about as much as I can about what I see so I think yeah there's definitely some anti-trans sentiments in that um mm-hmm. in her uh, original post but also you know I was I was trying to say like I got a lot of alt-right kind of people in my comments in my mentions who are Currently, still attacking me uh, and responding. Like obviously, I'm not responding to anyone. But like, yeah, it is what it is. I try. You try and write something. It just shows you that like you try and say something measured, and but people don't. They don't pay attention to that. The the kind of people who go in on this stuff are, are repeating the same talking points. I'm not trying to shut Rosheen Murphy up. I'm not trying to no. cancel her. I'm not trying to say that Rosheen Murphy is a bad person. Uh, and I'm not trying to say any, I'm not trying to dictate anything. And I keep getting these, uh, mansplaining misogynist, uh, religious fundamentalists. It's like, okay, like I, yeah. I just, I, yeah, I think we should just approach trans kids and people who are dealing with, um, their own issues, no matter what they are with empathy and not dictate to them. Same as we done in the past with, uh, abortion and with gay rights Let people do what they want to do and don't interfere with somebody else's uh, decisions about their lives and what they want to do and let them uh, understand where they're coming from and what they want to do and don't dictate. And that's like, that to me is what the worst part of what we've had in the past about like uh, religion in Ireland. And so, you know, we're doing that to ourselves, uh, but it's becoming this whole like, oh, all you woke liberals don't even think for yourselves and like you're yeah. you're peddling whatever you want like to, to at, at the you know whatever like they're you're peddling you're peddling lies at the expense of uh you know big pharma, or whatever it is that like russia mm-hmm. murphy was talking about um and using the word throwing the word turf around and all that kind of stuff it's just like none of this is helpful to anyone um all i was trying to do was say why i felt People were disappointed by her because by the uh, response she gave, because ultimately Roshi Murphy identifies largely with the LGBTQIA plus community and is always courted. Uh, she makes disco music. It comes from that world. It comes from mm-hmm. these people. You cannot respond to something that you share in your private profile and then only talk about the reaction to it. It's like, I'm sorry that you're mad. She didn't talk about the, uh, she didn't address the fundamental issues that people had uh, a problem with. And I think that's why people were, we not angry, we're just disappointed. And that's yeah. what it boils down to. So I think that, yeah, the Roshi Murphy stuff is just, it's upsetting because like, I love her as an artist. And, and that is why I wrote that piece because I'm disappointed that it's come to this again. Somebody that, whose work I've respected for since, you know, 20, 25 years or something is now saying things that they, they just feel like they're coming from a place of conspiracy. It's repeating talking points that are often used on the alt-right. And that's my uh problem with it. Uh, that's like, I just think she was talking about little mixed up kids. And I'm like, look, we all have to learn about the world and communities and minorities and marginalized people in the last 20 years and we're still, we will continue to do so. The best way to do that is approach it with empathy and not be the person who's um shouting about big pharma and throwing mm. around terms like turf. Like, this is the problem with online discourse, obviously. Look, you know this. Like, you can't cancel somebody not trying to do that. It's about just the nuance of conversation that we can have here as two people chatting is not something you can have with millions of people all at once um about a single thing so my piece was not trying to cancel anyone or say anything to anyone or dictate how anyone else should feel I'm just saying this is what happened this is why i think it was disappointing as her as a fan of hers and also this is what i saw was was she, I wish she could have addressed this. I just, you know, because I hope that she still maybe does, but really bad album promo. <laughs> she's
3: yeah, got an album I mean,
2: next week, and you're just was, like, oh, lads, i was so looking forward to hearing it. And we talked yeah. about this before, but in terms of cancel culture, like, or like separating the art from the artist, it depends on the degrees. It's not saying, like, oh, you'll never listen to her ever again. It's a case of, look, right now, I feel very queasy about what she's the way that she's addressed this and that's gonna like make me feel weird about how she about listening to her music and all that stuff yes there's a there is a rush for people to react to things and to say things that aren't um said with love or empathy and or in a way that is tries to understand i think this is the problem we have in modern life when like you're like people just it ends up being the loudest voices uh, are the angriest voices and the most divisive ones. And I'm not trying to be one of those. I'm not trying to say to anyone, do, you know, you need to stop. You need to. I'm just trying to say, just look at, like, just try and learn. Listen, if that's what Rosie Murphy feels about um trans kids, then so be it. You know, I, I'm not going to tell her how to think about things. But, you know, I might be disappointed because because of, uh, as all of the things I've discussed there, because of where she comes from and the fact that she is welcomed into these communities. Uh, uh, like, I think about a festival like Homoblock where she might have played, you know, and you're just like, that is, just in terms of strides, in terms of welcome spaces, safe spaces, um, there's been a lot of talk in the number of, last number of years about creating those safe spaces. When you tell people how to behave in their own lives, then you kind of start to break that down. And if you're mm-hmm. welcomed into those spaces, then it's hard then to see you uh, see that a person like that uh, operate in that space. And I just think that's just a bit, um, again, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed.
3: Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you. Like it, essentially on like I obviously- everything you said there and everything you said in the piece and I think it it is disappointing I think it's especially disappointing because there, there there didn't seem to be much basis for her to say what she said I wonder where she got the information from about puberty blockers like I've I've looked into puberty blockers a lot because I've had I've had to have conversations with people in my life who are not not uh, you know gender critical feminists but are a little bit older maybe don't understand so much and need need the kind of the time being spent with them right and so for that i've had to do a lot of research around you know gender affirming surgeries and uh puberty blockers and you know the the correlation between like rates of suicide in young people going in trans young people going down as puberty blockers go up like these these are like real empirical things that we can find in data and what I find so disappointing and just utterly maddening about a lot of the people that are in your mentions and a lot of the people that you see spouting ideas online is that they'll they'll tell you to do your research and I, I've done the research I've 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 looked at it you know I like I have access to these papers. I've read them, and yeah. my my decision, based on what I've looked at, is that the you know de- denying healthcare to trans children is a bad thing. It's a, that's a net negative for everybody, for everybody in society, and. The idea that you for writing that article, writing that piece are somehow speaking over women or trying to silence women, I think is absolutely ridiculous because, hey, if any of you guys are listening, I'm here. I'm a woman. I'm a cis woman. Like I'm saying all the same stuff that Niall is. So like, what am I am I also silencing women? Like who's 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 really being silenced here? Oh, you're brainwashed.
2: Um, That's what it is. You're brainwashed.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm brainwashed and like, I don't know, I'm getting paid by sorrows or some shit. But like. It's just, I think, I think, yes, you, you, you absolutely have to approach things with empathy, but you also have to approach things with just like reason. Like it's, it's, it's not just this like woke left, let's include everybody because every, you know, like it's, it's, it's actual reason and actual science. Um, and, and I think that that gets lost in in a lot of, like, these conversations online. And what I'll say to anybody who is thinking about posting anything on the site formerly known as Twitter about anything like this is just to, like, just mind yourself going on there. It is, like, it's not only full of people who want to hurt you by saying like incredibly hurtful things to you um and they will find very incredibly hurtful things to say to you but it's also that that website makes it easy um (laughs) that website is designed so that those people will find you so i just say that to, to, to to anybody who is like thinking about you know getting involved online with anything like this is just to be careful yeah. like I've yeah. you know you've you've experienced it this week I've experienced it in the past it's um it's horrible um it's 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 really really horrible I'm sorry it's happening to you this week and um, no I'm
2: fine I, I like I mean I I I knew by writing that I was welcoming. That I'd, it does a little yeah. bit make you reticent to be like, oh well, do I want to do this? And then, you know, that's what Murphy was saying. But my point is, uh, to contribute something, contribute opinion isn't necessarily to campaign something or say exactly anything either way. It's like yeah. that's what she said. It's a cop out to say having a discussion about someone is getting involved in a campaign no you've been used you're now being used in a, in uh, By a people campaign. who campaign for yeah. against cuz that's uh, what they, the trans they'll community.
3: do they will see that there are, is criticisms of her opinion or her stance or her argument and they will love bomb her the same thing happened to jk rowling um they will love bomb her and they will try to welcome her into a community of quote unquote feminists who are just asking questions and who are just trying to protect children and you know what weaponizing like extremely emotive language and ideas um in order to exclude people from spaces from from existing because that's that's the end point of it all is that these people do not want trans people to exist it starts at puberty blockers and then and then it's you know social transition and then it's you know it's locker rooms and it's women's spaces it's women's prisons like there's there is no end to this cycle that doesn't end up with the eradication of trans people and that is extremely dangerous and i think that if people are going to be uninformed and start talking about how puberty blockers are fucked online they should they should know or somebody should sit them down and tell them that this is a Uh, this is a fascist talking point um yeah and just to say like empirically to to all our listeners we here at the 9 and 9 podcast we love our trans pals we love our trans listeners we support you all like this is this is a space for you yeah like there's no there's no two ways about that um and it's just oh god, it's just disappointing, isn't it? It's just so yeah. And I
2: think I think you know <sighs> I was thinking about a lot about this recently, and I was like, uh, you know, I I things that we need to teach people uh, from an early age, media literacy now, yeah, uh, because people don't understand. For example, I got an email as uh, at the boy genius gig from somebody who thought I was putting on the gig because I've written something about the gig, um, mm-hmm. that has happened more than once in the past where people are like. Uh, given out to me about something I didn't do because I wrote a news item about It's not the same. Uh, like, understanding what that is. And it's the same with yeah. this kind of stuff. It's like understanding what is happening when people are discussing and talking about things online, identifying agendas and conspiracies and um, rhetoric, which is uh, often... You can't argue with rhetoric because it's just something that people have decided. You can't have a reasonable conversation uh, with that you can't reason with it you can't reason with uh you know there's a conspiracy about everything you know you yeah. can't reason with that it's very hard to do that uh so like i said um it just it is hard to move through that if you're a trans person that uh, i'm i'm sorry that you have uh to deal with this on a daily basis because yeah Roisin murphy can pop out decide to pop out and say i i actually don't want to talk about this anymore but if Mm -hmm. you're a trans person you are living that all the time yeah so yeah you don't uh, you
3: don't you don't get the luxury of just saying oh i don't want to be part of this conversation it's not a conversation it's 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 a targeted campaign against a minority group like that's what it is i think i think we need to stop using the word conversation around this like i think it's really unhelpful it's harassment
2: yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Ultimately, you know, for me, the part of the disappointment is Rosheen Murphy decides not to show some allyship with the trans community because that would be a lot a nicer thing to do and to mm-hmm. understand uh, and come from a place like she says, oh, I'm coming from a place of love. Come from a place of love. What does Look, that mean? Again, we don't know the rest about the screenshot. It was a screenshot out of context that was the problem with the whole thing in the first place. That's why last week when it came out, I didn't talk about it or address it. I'm like, I saw it. I'm like, I'm not going near that because I can't mm-hmm. see the original conversation, but then she addressed it. So you're like, okay, well, she's not disputing that she, uh, that, that was taken out of context or anything like that. But she mm-hmm. does talk about, I think it's just the words that she used. She's fixed, fixed, uh, views, a love for all or whatever it is. But it's just like, it, it's just kind of repeating things that she's seen on the internet. And I think that is where those things are out of love for all of us yeah fine you can say that but also I just want I would love some clarification it was definitely an opportunity for her and is that all
3: of us Roshin is it all of us like or is it is it the people who have aligning views with you you know and like I don't I don't want to I don't want to like you know I hope right my hope is that Roshi Murphy She might be at the beginning of, you know, a funnel um, that happens on the internet when you come across stuff like this and that you get sent down, you know, this rabbit hole that is really, really dangerous. I really, really, really hope that there is somebody in her life who is talking to her right now and putting in time. um, And, you know, if, if, if it feels as though she can be brought back from the edge on this i really hope that there's somebody who is who is helping her do that um because i think it's important for for people to do that especially cis allies um and it's not an easy thing to do and not everyone can be brought back but i really do hope that there's somebody talking to her right now um and if and if she does come out with another statement and say look i was wrong i'm it's like it's it's not up to me how trans people feel about that but i I, I would see that as a very, very positive thing um, to see somebody publicly come back from, you know, transphobic rhetoric and say, oh, I was wrong about this. It was misinformation. I was misinformed, whatever it might be. That would be great. It would be really nice if we could move into a stage in this whole horrible, you know, wave of harassment that's that, that's happening right now where we can we can actually bring people back and... It's yeah look the first i as yeah. i said
2: in the piece the first uh, stage of of uh, a public thing like this is often defensiveness when somebody's criticized yeah yeah um, for sure but you do have to move past that and i think will try to, like she had a, a number of days to kind of formulate a response that came from um that Actually, addressed the issues, not just a reaction to it. She was more. It seemed like that whole thing came from her. She, her, of place of fear of, uh, what people thought of her, not of yeah. what she actually said, and I that think. is, uh, yeah, that is ultimately problem. Anyway, I've done a lot of talking about this this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, um, and yeah. it is what it is. Uh, but I think if you're the kind of person who finds yourself calling people names, uh, for their opinion, uh. Uh, insulting how they look saying uh, very inflammatory things telling people other people to shut up uh, using whatever identity they have against them then maybe take a long look at yourself and stop doing that because like yeah. well, what do you see you doing you're just lock making off. yourself feel bad just you're making yourself feel bad. For an yeah. anyway go
3: for a walk touch grass anyway, that's it for that's now <laughs> on, on all <laughs>
2: that roshan Murphy stuff for I would imagine uh, pity there was a song I really want to hear next week uh uh, that comes out on our album and i just gonna have to leave it for a while i'm not gonna be like it's she's just occupied my brain space too much now but anyway anyway that's it um and i guess that's it for almost this week i think yeah um sorry to
3: leave it on a low note guys but you know
2: yeah well we had lots of great music and i think this is important to um this is why I like doing the podcast because it's a it's a reasonable place in which to have a discussion with somebody, namely yourself, and um, but also for you can understand nuance and uh, intention of language and how people speak. Yeah. yeah. So just, I'm not angry, just disappointed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, lots of great music there for you to discover if you like what 9 or Nine does as a website and a podcast and a playlist curator, an event person. DJ, whatever it is, and, and-, and appreciate Andrea's contributions to the podcast every week. Um, you can support us directly with patreon.com forward slash 909. Um, there is some reduced price tickets of the indie sleeves night on Saturday, uh, Dece- uh September 29th in the Workman Cellar. Uh Lumo, I always give free tickets to Lumo every month. and we've got one coming up again. Uh, next one is September 23rd and uh, dj sets and uh, obviously the discord a uh, cool little nice community of people who genuinely you see in real life now and they're lovely and it's great yeah. um so yeah if you want to involve yourself in a place where people are approach each other with uh, soundness and empathy and, and not inflamed re- rhetoric come join the discord it's great
3: come on down <laughs> okay
2: okay <laughs> that's enough from us okay. thanks andrea
3: Thanks Nile. Bye everyone.
2: Okay. Bye.